Welcome, everyone, to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So in this episode, which is a bit special, I say, I would say, um, I'd like to talk about something that really never gets talked about. And I don't know if I'm even going to do a good job in talking about it because I really don't have anything to go off of, of prior ideas concerning this, but it's been looked at, I suppose, here and there. And that is the idea of progress. So progress for progress's sake, say. Almost a blind progress. And while we probably all know what I mean by that, I think we would probably disagree about what, whether that's good or bad. In other words, people would say, well, of course, blind progress. You wake up in the morning, you go to work, regardless of, you know, you, you save more and more, you, you make more and more. Because this is, this is what you do. And that's how the world is. That's how it will always be. Um, and so I think that that's how everyone, everyone's going to agree that progress is good. I'm not saying that progress is bad. But I'd like to talk about what it is that we mean by progress. And I think that's where I'll be probably by myself on this. Because after all, if I'm not interested in progress, then I'm not interested in my own progress. And if I'm not interested in my own progress, I can't expect you to be interested in my progress. So most likely, I won't end up in a good place, say, if I'm questioning progress that's one of the reasons why you shouldn't question progress because you yourself should be able to progress you know as you see fit not have someone tell you that you shouldn't be progressing but that's actually what i'm that's actually what i'm going to be trying to say is that um not that we shouldn't be progressing, but I'd like to analyze what progress means, say, psychologically, what what um, there is to be learned from our own feelings surrounding progress. Okay, so that's the gist of this episode. Um, so the first thing that I will say is we have to figure out what we mean by progress. So progress is generally thought of as movement. So movement um, here can be thought of as steps taken. You know, these are very 
you know, widely used symbols for progress. You could be stepping upstairs. You could just be stepping on flat terrain, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, as in walking. And you know that if you keep doing that, you get to the goal. Or you get up to where you should be, say. And, you know, there's charts and graphs. So you look at a stock chart, it goes up like that, up and down, up and down. But it ends up going higher in the end. Right. And so we're pretty comfortable with the, these kinds of symbols. Um, so basically, what I would say is... Um, How we think of progress is going to be what I'd like to focus on. So what are you thinking about, you know, in a sort of an associative way? In psychoanalysis, there's this thing called free association, where you're, you allow your mind to associate uninhibited or unencumbered and we're really looking for the embarrassing stuff the shameful stuff or the stuff that you think has no meaning that's completely unrelated that won't help solve the case in any way so we're looking for that kind of thinking when we think about progress and there were some very smart authors, French authors, that wrote a book called Anti-Oedipus. One was a psychoanalyst and one was a philosopher. And these guys in France, you know, a long time ago, 50 years ago, I think it was in the 1970s, talked about capitalism as basically schizophrenia and that as and and then they also said that schizophrenia is actually not as bad as we'd like to think it is and that schizophrenia if if allowed to not so much progress but if schizophrenia weren't wasn't treated so harshly as they were in the psychiatric facilities back then, you know, they were performing things like lobotomies and things not that long ago, right? And this was probably a reaction to some of the psychiatric treatment. But their point was that, I mean, they weren't crazy. They, they recognized that the capitalism was here to stay, that even said so, that it wasn't never going away. And they recognized that schizophrenia wasn't a lasting hobby, say, <laughs> that it was not healthy. They, they, again, one of them was a psychoanalyst. So but the point they made is actually quite interesting that people still talk about today. And the point, again, is that 
if psycho if schizophrenia I should and they called their their analysis schizoanalysis so they called their analysis analysis for essentially schizophrenics so they were they were trying to treat the schizophrenics but they were doing it in a very sort of respectful way they were saying that the schizophrenic was actually a person with really interesting things to say in a sense that they would they would be willing to listen to the schizophrenics verbiage that because it could shed a lot of light on what we see in, in, in as far as capitalism is concerned so it ended up becoming a really great book very popular book and they basically were critical of capitalism listening to the schizophrenics sort of describe themselves and using that to describe capitalism but they were they knew they were respectful of capitalism they knew capitalism was not going away in fact they predicted their predictions in the 1970s on capitalism have been are absolutely correct they thought it was <laughs> exactly what we've seen you know as like i said not going away becoming stronger they predict, predicted all of this but by doing so they also allowed for the schizophrenic to have a place the schizophrenic was allowed to exist because they thought the schizophrenic actually was rather enlightened when it came to the juxtaposition on capitalism right because we don't know if capitalism is going to be here in a thousand years right i mean when you look at what people are saying about universal basic income and what would be best for the most amount of people you know people see that it's not so great that you know jeff bezos has a hundred billion dollars when you know millions of people are in poverty millions of people right so you see that that's seems not to make sense if you believe in humanity so that means that maybe capitalism is is flawed but we, we would have no idea how it would be flawed so it could change we could see capitalism going away say in a thousand years or something like that or even less in a hundred years or 50 years or even less who knows right and so one of the most one of the interesting things to look at is what they looked at which is the schizophrenics associations were very interesting to them because they thought it provided the greatest sort of critique on capitalism if there could be one by listening to the schizophrenic and trying to understand the schizophrenic which is obviously no easy task and they were they did it and they used Freud's Schreiber case of a schizophrenic that was written in the early 1900s as one of their big sort of building blocks. It's obviously a brilliant work, and um, 
you know, it's, it's actually very therapeutic to read because it's it's basically psychoanalysis. They call it schizoanalysis. So I say that because I think it's important to start there because this is work that's already been done a long time ago. And so when we think of progress, we think of walking in a straight line, say, right? From point A to point B, but B isn't really determined. It's just somewhere out there. Now, Eastern philosophy would say, well, it's not out there. It's actually inside. That you're actually looking for something inside you, not out in the world, not in the moon, not in the planet, not in the solar. Like Jeff Bezos is going to the moon. No, he's going into space or something like that. Right. The Eastern philosopher would say, well, Jeff Bezos is stupid because it doesn't exist out there. It exists inside. Right. And he, he, he would be the winner of the capitalist system. Right. He's he's the king. He, he won, you know. But is he happy? Is he genuinely happy? Right. So we don't, I don't want to get into that conversation, but what I do want to say is as we're walking on our path, on our progress path, and like I said, I'm not saying progress is wrong because I wouldn't be able to progress myself. Right? I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if progress was, was somehow a sin, right? So, but what are our unconscious associations saying about progress what what these what these men did Deleuze and Gattari which my French isn't too good with their pronunciation um, but they were talking about it in terms of the Oedipus complex so if I'm right in my interpretation of what they said I think what they were saying was our associations are edible when we think of progress. So what does that mean? Well, literally it means we're walking towards the mother. You know, that Jeff Bezos is looking to find his mother up in outer space, say, you know, I mean, that's what he's doing with his personal life. But in business, we could say we're looking for mother. Right? And not mother, you know, we're looking to mother to have sex with mother is what these authors were suggesting. That's what the Oedipus complex is. And that's what they thought that capitalism looked like if we were to become schizophrenic, say, in a sort of a controlled way. Kind of. I, I don't think that's accurate. But they certainly were listening to the schizophrenics and they weren't putting them into this box. So, could that be what progress means to us? Is it edible for us? So, 
I'm not the first person to say that it might be. Certainly they said that it might be as well. And um, so if that's what progress is, if that's what capitalism is, if capitalism is the Oedipus complex, right? Then is it healthy? I mean, if the richest guy in the world, Jeff Bezos, has attained the mother, you know, in this edible scenario, has he killed the father? Has he killed the millions of people who are in poverty? Well, no, it has nothing to do with one another. But as a whole, if you were schizophrenic, you could make that connection and say, yes, this is the Oedipus complex. He, he has killed the father and slept with the mother, or he's trying to, say. So that's why if someone in government would, you know, you know, over time, say over hundreds of years, would say, okay, well, we don't want this situation to happen again. We don't want someone to have $100 billion and for, for millions of people to be hungry. There must be something we can do about this. We might find a psychoanalytic answer to the problem of, say, wealth divide. And one of the one of the ways to cure, say, the Oedipus complex is to tell the boy, hey, boy, you want to have sex with your mother. And the boy says, what? And the idea is that by talking in that way and allowing these unconscious ideas to surface, the problem actually gets solved quite easily because no boy, you know, or man, if he would become conscious of what he's doing, would actually really want to do it. Now you could say, oh, well, I, I shouldn't have, I don't even want to listen to this episode. You know, I'll have to put a disclaimer on this episode because I, because now whoever's listening to this episode has now gone crazy because they want to give up their own progress. But I'm not giving up my progress, and neither should you. It's a hypothetical situation where could this be edible? Could, could what we're doing be edible? And if it is edible, then being aware of it would help us. Because that's all it is. It's bringing unconsciousness to consciousness. That's all psychoanalysis would ever do. So let's see if we can take a moment and think about our progress. Think about our association. See if they're Oedipal. And if you don't know what I mean by Oedipal, I did a podcast called The Oedipus Complex. Not, not too far back, maybe 10 or 15 episodes. So I would listen to that. But for those of us who know what an Oedipus complex is, by becoming aware of it as we're thinking about our progress could be helpful. So 
That's one idea. And this is what was established by Deleuze and Gattari. In the Anti-Oedipus book. So let's see if that can help us think about progress. And if, if you think about anything, you could even think about addiction in that way. Is addiction edible? Right? Or whatever you're doing, you know, instead of progressing, is your laziness edible? So that's what you would want to think about, because not all of us are progressing. Some of us are schizophrenic, and we pretty much are sure that schizophrenic must have an edible piece. But maybe so does our progress just for the sake of progress. And it's not, it's not like it's Jeff Bezos' fault. It's not, I'm not singling out Jeff Bezos or singling out anyone. And maybe there is no solution. But I wonder if there could be a way to think about progress. So as you think of walking from point A to point B, where B is sort of undetermined, it's just out there somewhere, see what your unconscious mind is doing. You know, is it, is it, are you unconsciously going towards mother? Are you unconsciously going towards mother's breast, say, for nourishment, for food, which, of course, you know, after puberty becomes sexualized, that we know that, if we know psychology. But is that what we're doing when we're really being good and working hard? So if that is what we're doing, then clearly... It's not going to have a good result because we know if you strip away the progress part of it, it's basically crazy. It's, you know, it's unhealthy. I shouldn't say crazy, but it's it's schizophrenic. It's it's not healthy. And if a bunch of people were doing this together, we could see that it might leave lots of people in poverty, or could just be. Again, there's not really a connection between someone making a lot of money and someone being in poverty, but the whole group, say, the way our, our, our system is structured, if it's based on providing for an Oedipal enaction, or enactment, then um, it's not going to have a very good result on the society at, at in on the society um, at large, or the whole society. And I think that's what the Anti-Oedipus book by Deleuze and Gattari were um, thinking about. And it's something that we can think about too. So I ask everyone now to meditate 
we can meditate on this idea. All we're doing is looking at the unconscious mind as it pertains to our own ideas of progress, not our actual progress, just how we conceptualize progress. And we want to know if those associations are essentially infantile or you know, infantile sexually infantile. No. Is it the same thing that we'd look at in a psychoanalytic setting when it comes to the Oedipus complex? Is that what is going on in business? Is that what's going on in our society? Are we all just enacting the Oedipus complex in our own ways? That's what we have to think about. That's what I'd ask you to think about as you're meditating. So that's basically all I have. Um, so hopefully it resonated with you. And um, so that's where we'll end it. And I hope everyone can understand my message. Um, I think that it's something that you know, we can think about. It's just that, um, you know, we, we don't tend to think about there being anything wrong with progress that would need a cure, right? So we don't ever even think about or talk about progress. And I don't see why we shouldn't talk about progress. Again, it's just talking. It's just words, you know. And hopefully uh, you've enjoyed this. If you haven't, then I'm sorry. But, um, you know, I think it was something that I needed to say. So hopefully you enjoyed it and you can meditate. Because I think meditation is a process that helps to sort of sort out and get to the truth of things. And then you can use that because all of these episodes are about meditation. So can spend 15 minutes meditating at a minimum now that we've wrapped up. And this has gone a little long, but it was something I wanted to put down and um, share. So, you know, I think that it's something to, to consider as we're, um, you know, going through our life. So with that, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk next time. This has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen.